0: So sad, guys. I'm actually slightly tardy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this great edition of the Beast of Model Tech Tuesday. Good afternoon. And for those of you listening on iTunes, Anchor, Radio Public, all the cool podcast format, thank you so much for joining us. And for those of you on YouTube, thank you for joining us our feed as well. This is where I ask questions both live and written down, sent in to us courtesy of Instagram Live. Hello, Oweds. Hello, Hunter. Who did I miss so far? Let's see, Ari is here as well, of course, and Ari, why don't you say hi, I missed you for two weeks. Hi. Yes, Ari, oh, I'm sorry, you look at the camera, so you didn't get to see Ari. Mm-hmm. Chrissy, good seeing you, thank you for joining us, Beyond. good afternoon, greetings, good seeing you guys, indeed. Hello, S4, Omar, greetings, indeed. What up, Barad, good seeing you, Barad Vic, thank you for joining me. Mark, good afternoon, good seeing you, thank you for joining us this afternoon, what a great day. Thank you for the kind words, E46, hello, Tony, Tony. Um, I've done quite a bit with SC300, I even owned one myself, which was manual, how cool was that? But I let her go and I regret that. Fat man, good seeing you, I am great as 4 hope you're doing well. Ricky, my friend, good to see you. Hola Ben, hola Boss, hello Outback. Daz, good seeing you, miss you very much. Darryl, can't wait to see you out in the pond, and speaking from across the pond, hello AJ. So for those of you on YouTube, I'm saying hi to all my great friends here on Instagram. Who follow the BC Model feed and they have an opportunity to interact with us. So I had tons of questions coming to many of you. Hello, Andre and Fabiano. And um, that being said, I want to use this opportunity to share with you my insights. I cut off my beard. Ari, did you notice I shaved?
1: Yes, I did.
0: I noticed it. She I didn't really say anything. Do. My daughter likes it, but I don't know if I do. So I may leave Ari said, bring it back. My face looks poofy. My face looks poofy, she said. <laughs> so I have to bring it back and bring my little to her. Yeah. So, a little hair. Okay. So I'm here in front of uh, quite a few cars. I have the Vista Motor Biker right here, I have the in there, and the new Mercedes project in the back. And so we the projects, I picked up something really cool today. So I'm going to share that with you guys in a moment. I have this pretty cool sleeve block. That I, yesterday, I posted yesterday from uh, our friends at Go Needle. They did a smashing job, and the great thing about the sleeve block, it allows me not to worry about the de-chunking, which is very common with the M96, M97 engines where the top of the sleeves breaks. So with that Dr. Iron sleeve back right there, that is now a thing of the past. It also allows me to have an O-ring application for high boost applications. And of course, I have these cool pistons from Tron. And what we're going to do is I'm going to use these pistons, which are WPC-coated, to build a monster M96 engine, which is pretty good. The Viper's not boosting right now, but over there, there's one that's been boosted and we'll have some stuff very soon. I promise to share it very quickly. Um, (laughs) Dr. Um, Ahmed said I look very young today because I shaved my beard. So, doctor, let me know if it's good or not. I can leave it like this. I can go back and look more, Her Anyway, yes, AJ, the goal for that W201 is to put an EVO 2 kit on it and then saturate it, impregnate it with new technology. Ari's laughing at me. Um, thank you so much, names what? Appreciate that, you know. Um, you are too kind. <laughs> Sales, I keep hearing this word, salesman. And I had a good discussion with Matt Farah not too long ago, and he says he hears that a lot. Every time is on his podcast or on his show, I sound like a salesman. And Matt Farah said it very well. He said, You can ask Beastie for directions, and that's how he talks. It's just how I speak. It really is how I speak. And you can credit my father for that. He's very particular in regard to the English language, you know, which is pretty nice. AJ, I think I may stay with an inline 6, but a newer version of M104. I may stay with it. You know, that market needs some help, and I want to be able to create some really cool things with that. So, you know, that'd be really nice, you know? Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate that. So, without further ado, thank you, William. Appreciate the kind words. Ari's going to start asking some questions that many of you submitted. I will answer some of the questions and come back and forth. And followed by a dog, I plan on staying inline. Absolutely. By all means. Okay? So, then send me a resume to lablab.bcmodel.com and you never know, you can possibly join our team. But you have to impress Ari, because if you don't impress her, you're not being here. She's, she's my gatekeeper, she handles things. I'm just working here. I work for Ari, she just does everything. Anyway, okay, so Ari, first question. She's laughing because she knows it's true. Okay, so um, what do we have first, Ari?
1: Sure, we have a question from Fox Design.
0: Fox Design, I don't know if he's here.
1: He wants to know the details on your week in New York. Um,
0: ah, <laughs> <laughs> he's so clever. Fox, you are clever indeed. Thank you, Ben. I have it on the website. It's pretty cool. Thank you. I really made sure I had plenty. I was out of stock, and Ari really got mad at me, so I had to order a bunch of larges and extra larges, and I would have plenty Okay. stock. Okay, so. Okay, His yeah, hey, so first question see. was, my excursion out in New York, as much okay. detail as possible. Hmm. Okay, what else?
1: Um, ballpark on when the content will be airing.
0: Okay. And
1: he wants for which, to-
0: the wagon or for the New York?
1: I believe the New York.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: And then he hopes that the SEMA build remain on schedule and any news on the wagon.
0: Ooh, he had rapid fire. He has a lot of questions. He has a lot of questions. So, <laughs> first one is in New York. I was sworn to secrecy. I cannot talk about it. I can tell you that it's an exciting show that has to do with cause. And I was there for almost two weeks, and it's going to be on Netflix. That I can share. Okay. Um, very exciting stuff. It plans on airing fourth quarter this year, hopefully, or maybe first quarter of next year. I'm hoping sooner than later. I cannot show any data that I collected, which I collected tons of it. I haven't even shown you, Ari. I have some mm-hmm. crazy stuff. But I can't share that until the show comes out. I I had to sign really thick NDAs because it's a very big show. I can tell you one thing, it's the biggest car production show I've worked on. And I've done Grand Tour, I've done um, Top Gear. This is by far bananas. It's so ridiculous. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Oh, Fox is here. You asked some really good questions, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so you know what? I may be coming to Dubai if the doctor who's on here, invites me which he has so i need to go see him so very soon sooner little later it's going to happen very soon and yes cp is classified it did affect my schedule slightly so i did plan for this ahead of time thinking that i'd be much further ahead than i was i am now on the steamer projects so it did delay me I was caused for me to be here very late um ari may not know this but i slept here saturday night yeah she didn't know that so i'm, I'm sleeping here i'm staying at the office i'm working quite a bit just to catch up And Marvin and I came in, we did quite a bit of stuff here, which is pretty exciting. So, we have a lot of fab stuff done and more to come. So, it's happening, and we're somewhat getting back on target. And the Waggle Van is on track. We're going to take care of the interior um, tomorrow, and we're filming that to document that so I can put it on YouTube, as I promised. So, the BC YouTube feed, go and subscribe, and you'll see everything. Richard, you're going to really like me this year. You're going to really like me this year. I appreciate that. Mm. You're going to really like me. So, Yes, I did the Grand Tour, AJ, the very first episode, the very first Grand Tour episode, I was part of that. And if you look at the introduction, I'm part of it, you'll see me in the audience, but if you see, look at the introduction, you'll see the Porsche that we built for EA, for the Need for Speed franchise, in that scene where they're on the desert, mashing out, and then planes flying overhead. You can clearly see the RWBC model that was built there, which is there, you know? So that's pretty cool. And William, you're very clever. You're almost there, not quite. But if you look right here on top where I'm pointing, that's a CRV right there. So hint, hint, hint. I'm not keeping the chassis, but I'm keeping some components coming off of that car right there, you know? Element all-wheel drive, Honda would kill me because they don't make elements anymore. <laughs> the guys from <laughs> Honda would kill me. So AJ, um, I'll get to your questions. Fox, I hope that answers your question properly in regard to what you had. Ben, yes, stay tuned. Let's talk about that. I definitely want all 71 of you are here. I appreciate that. Let's talk about that because, ooh, it's going to be really interesting. William, you're too clever. Hello, AJ. Good seeing you, sir. It's always good to see you. Um, William, you are, you are very clever. I'm not going to say more because I want to make it a secret and surprise to all of you, which is pretty interesting. Okay. So, Ari, what are the questions do we have?
1: Well, since Ben brought up drifting, I'm going to go to... Okay. So, Ben, you brought have...
0: drifting. So, Ari, who I'm I think gonna... she likes drifting a little bit. <laughs> I'm gonna
1: well, go she go to... likes
0: a lot of it. She's going to ask that yeah. question. So... What do we have? I'm going to
1: go to Instala's question.
0: Um, Instala, okay.
1: He asked, I'm not sure if you've ever been asked or if it's con- it's common knowledge, but have you ever wanted to take up drifting?
0: So, great question. No, I didn't want to before. As a matter of fact, I was extremely vocal about hating drifting. Not disliking it, not finding it not very appealing, but absolutely hating it. I hated it so much, Ari, you may or may not know this, that when my partners, it could be Turbinex, AEM, whoever the case may be, asked me to bring one of my cars to a drift event for display, I'd drop it off and i leave. Because I didn't care for it. And every chance I got to get on a soapbox, and every chance I had to talk about how much I thought that drifting was like figure skating on cars, and how it was horrible because it wasn't very objective, but subjective as a sport, how it wasn't even qualified as a real sport, and how the driver's not really athletes. I was just very vocal about not liking drifting. It was rubbish.
1: Oh my gosh, BC.
0: (laughs) Until three months ago.
1: Yeah, you did.
0: Three months ago, my friends from the ID agency, very clever people, reached out to me and said, hey BC, we have this concept. We have this cool Mustang, we want you to come out and drive. It's you and two other YouTube influencers. Come out and Drive. Yeah, gains. hate is a strong word, but I, I really hated it. And I'm like, oh cool, I'll drive a Mustang, beat up on the track, I'm down, I go there, drifting. They wanted me to come and participate in a drift school to get a first-hand experience on drifting, share my thoughts before, which I did, and share my thoughts afterwards, which boy, I was in for a surprise. Um, it was a full day course, and guys, when I was done, I couldn't believe it. Not only did I end up loving drifting. (laughs) It was challenging. It was really challenging. I remember Hedy was there with me, and she was laughing at me about how I was not, you know, I was trying to do a slide, I was spinning out, and she's laughing. I'm like, I used my influence to say, could you guys put her in a car and have her drive it as well? And uh, thank you, I am both, thank you. Um, And she got in and she made the same mistakes. So she knew that it was very, very difficult. So long story short, I ended up, by the end of the day, drifting properly, doing figure eights in a 500 horsepower Mustang, it was really a lot of fun. It was great, I had a great instructor, and the agency documented all of that, and I think they put it up already, I'm not sure. But it was myself and other, two other YouTube influencers, which is weird. They were big time car YouTube influencers. I didn't know who they were, and they didn't know much about cars. (laughs) But they were car influencers, this is the weirdest thing. But anyway, I I don't even know their names. I was asking who they are, I don't even remember who they are. So that being said, fast forward to today, I love drifting. Now, here's where it gets really interesting. I still don't like or didn't like the fact that drifting wasn't a timed event. It was just still subjective. So I'll give you guys a hint, which I hope I don't get in trouble with this. But the thing I shot involved a lot of drifting and had timing in it. And it made me fall in love. So don't be surprised if next year you see me build one or two drift calls just because I've now found a venue where you can drift and it's timed, which is great. Thank you, Redman. I appreciate that. And yes, I would definitely take a roundabout. No, I'll have you do that, Daryl. You're good at that. Always pissing her off. That's good, you know? <laughs> fastest car? It's not fastest car, because I, I, I have the capability of talking about that. It's not that. It's something else. Something very nice, which is pretty nice, you know? I've tuned them, but I haven't built them myself. Brought it, bought about five cylinders. I haven't done that at all, you know? Um, do I have a video explaining why I went with the Mercedes? If not, what, the pl- platform? I should do that. So, because you mentioned that, I'm going to take time... Go! I'll do it live on YouTube, and I'll talk about the Mercedes, why I did it, and walk around it so we can talk about that, which is pretty nice, you know, which is pretty cool. Hello, oh, ha, love person, Iverson. hi you know. My fastest top speed I've ever done. Officially, i would say 187, still debatable, 230, debatable. Let's see, yes, I've been on Netflix Fastest Car, and Car Matchmaker and Drive TV, and Top Gear, and quite a bit. Um, UK, let's plan that after the SEMA comes along. I haven't really done much planning for the UK yet, you know? Um, Adam is asking, why don't I use supercharged the way I use turbos? Um, I'm in love with turbonatics and, and, and uh, precision, that's why. No, um, I'm a big efficiency guy, and I do understand the benefits of turbochargers versus superchargers, that I'm using wasted energy and heat, sound and radiation to turn a turbine, which is cogged to a compressor, which then pushes air into the engine and creates more power when you add the appropriate amount of fuel. The supercharger, on the other hand, has absolutely no lag, makes your engine act like a big NA engine, but it takes energy to create the energy through compressing the compressor wheel. You have to have a direct cog to the engine, primarily to the crankshaft, and it takes anywhere from sometimes 70 to 200 horsepower to turn a supercharger to get the power that I find appealing. I do like the packaging of superchargers, which also can sometimes be a detriment, because I have a hard time doing that on Porsches because of the constraints of the engine bay. But I do like the fact that you can use the factory exhaust manifold or factory headers or or standard-style headers to extract power. Um, I do like the sound of superchargers. I love the wine. But from an efficiency standpoint, I'm not a huge advocate of taking energy that could be used towards propelling the car to turn a compressor wheel. But I do love it. So don't be surprised. As superchargers become more and more efficient, I'll start embracing them even further, and things are happening. I had an opportunity to have a. Ari, Haley, and I had an opportunity to have a recent tour of the Vortech facility out near Oxnard, and it's actually very nice. So don't be surprised if you get something from us in Vortec very soon. I'd love to be able. You'll be to catch me out for me is to combine the two. Everyone keeps saying electric supercharge. I appreciate that. You're absolutely correct. But sometimes, I mean, I guess it's changing now. But in the most recent past, we didn't have the motors that could efficiently give us the RPMs we desire for high horsepower builds, but I think that's changing very quickly. It's pretty nice, you know? Yes, Richard, as I was saying, my goal is to do both at one car. Have the capabilities of a supercharger with immediate power increase without having any lag, and combine that with the upper-end efficiency power of a turbocharger. charger. That would be awesome. That would be the way to go, you know? Yeah, then I just mentioned that. Exactly what I would consider. So, Ari, she's giving that look. She has so many questions, I think 9+, and I've only answered one, so, or two maybe. So let's get to the rest of them. Yes, yeah,
1: sure. Um, AJ, question.
0: AJ, I think he's still here.
1: Since head flow is a key factor in making reliable power. Yes, it is. How important is stroke length? Could you make the same reliable power with a short stroke engine or and a stroker engine, assuming everything else is set up to suit?
0: So let's talk about, in theory, in terms of the power. Per displacement, based upon how much air you're ingesting, yes, you can make similar power. Um Rule of thumb for many people is a longer stroke for the same displacement can give you more torque. That's why you see a lot of front-wheel drives, small eco-boxes with very long strokes. And for higher RPM power and flow, you can do very well with short strokes and big bores. But here's the one thing that most people don't pay attention to, AJ. It's rod ratio. Rod ratio is extremely important, especially how the cylinder head fills the combustion chamber. There's a big correlation that I've seen through my research of rod length or rod ratio and port volume being able to help each other. But here is the big challenge, side loading. When you have an engine that has a very slow numerical rod ratio, 1-4, 1-3, 1-2, dare I say 1-2 to 1, you have significant amount of side loading where the piston is pushed up against the side of that bore of the block over there. And what ends up happening is that doesn't do a very healthy job in regard to long term reliability. with long stroke engines, not only I'm going to say long rod engines, not only do you get less side loading and more efficiency and reliability, you have excellent dwell at top dead center and bottom dead center as well, and it helps with a lot of breathability of the engine, which is pretty nice. So my rule of thumb has primarily been with small ports. I'm a huge advocate of long rods because that small port has small cross section area, and for that long dwell at bottom dead center, you have a couple opportunity for a long sweep of the crank to keep filling the combustion chamber, keep filling the cylinder, which is very, very nice. For engines that have a very large port, a large cross-sectional area, you want to be able to fill that as quickly as possible and use velocity to your advantage if you can. So don't let that thing dwell up top. Have it dwell shortly and come down quickly and pull air in as much as it can. It works extremely well. Yes, that is the EVO project in the back. No length That's a very good observation. Yep, frictional losses are the enemy we don't want that that's why i'm a huge advocate of using coatings and aerospace based oils like the pure stuff that i use friction is key you know we're not actually making power in engines when we modify them we're making the kinetic not kinetic, kinetic but the chemical energy that's in the fuel that's being consumed more efficient so we're releasing more energy by harnessing it better We're not allowing more of the energy to be lost to friction, to heat, to radiation, to the cooling system. We're doing what we can so that the energy can be focused on the piston dome, so it can do work on the crankshaft to then propel our cars, which is pretty cool, you know? So that's a good question. I am asking them, I'm beating them on the head with it, so don't be surprised, it will come soon, but I am there with you, I'm pushing them to do that, by all means. Um, The Fit Epic, that was a limited supply, I don't think I'll be making any more. I just made it for like a small batch to help my fellow fit guys out. And we made quite a few, we made dozens of those things and they're all gone. I have one more left, which is a prototype that I have announced upstairs. I was looking oh, okay. like, really, we have one? I have one more left, I could probably let it go for like a couple hundred bucks. Even though that one prototype was one of the most expensive ones I could make. <laughs> because it was the first early models that we had to test. I think it has a slight dent or dimple on the tip, which you won't see in the car anyway. But for a couple hundred bucks, I'll let it go. Someone else can borrow it, which is pretty cool. you know. Redman, that's a good idea. I should really do that. For those of you on on, on, um, the podcast and on YouTube, he's asking I should open up a school. That's a great idea. I may end up doing that. Or something better. We should do like a...
1: Tuning classes.
0: Tuning classes. I was trying to get in trouble. You know I love Ben Strader. I don't think you know who he is, but Ben Strader is the owner of uh, EFI 101. He's a good friend. I don't want to piss him off. He's a good guy. But But you know what would be great? It's if we had a show that talks about stuff like this. Oh, Tech Tuesday. Here we go. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Or maybe a proper show that can meet more masses. Maybe something on science channels That'd be good. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. You know. Um, yes, Lee, um, Puro does have a UK dealer. His name is Daryl. He's from Pro Phoenix. He's here, so connect with him. If you have a hard time connecting with Daryl from Pro Phoenix, write to me, DM me, and I'll connect you with a UK dealer for Puro. <laughs> I'd sell to you, but the shipping's expensive for me, and he's local, and he's a good friend as well. He actually is one of the dealers for B C Moto Stuff, so if you need Beast Moto Stuff there, he can help you too. Okay. So, Ari, what other questions do we have? Uh,
1: i got a question from Z. Rennerson.
0: Z. Rennerson, okay.
1: What fluids do you use in your transmissions, diffs, etc.?
0: Uh, whatever factory recommends is what I use in the Porsches. Um, I'm pushing my friends from Pure to create something, so I've been experimenting a little bit with them. And now I'm leaving a lot of the cat out of the bag, but um, there's some gear oils I have in pails that I'm testing for them. And I need to send some to you as well, Pro Phoenix out there in the U.K., to test as well. But... Um, the results are very, very appealing. So, when I don't have access, I use what Factor recommends, even high-performance applications. And right now, I'm working with the aerospace company, Purell, to be able to develop something that can be very good for the market. Okay, what else do we have, Ari?
1: Another AJ question. Would you consider playing with push rod suspension and active aero for your Boxman and 190 builds?
0: Is that AJ saying that? Yes, it is. answer is yes, I do. As a matter of fact, the Boxman that I'm bringing up, how's our feet so far? We've been good. Oh, yeah. The boxmen that I have coming up, I am definitely using some Active Arrow. And I'm a huge, you know, AJ, I'm all about technology and trying different things and doing crazy stuff. I love it. So it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Um, Lee GT is asking, what is it about Pure All that makes it advantageous versus normal static oils? A ton. But now tell about the things that I like. Hopefully you guys like it too because people have all had different experiences. Oh, it smells great. Oh, my car runs better. I get better gas mileage. Here's my take on it, because I was very skeptical initially. Extremely. I didn't know any part of it. The guy sent me some samples to test out, and I was like, oh my god. First, it makes more power, which I love, by friction reduction. So I love that very much. Secondly, the one thing I hate about conventional oils, especially one that's very popular in the Porsche world, and in the Honda world, and Taylor world, it starts with an M, ends with a 1. That oil has horrible evaporative function, meaning it evaporates so easy, you put in your engine, you have to keep topping off, I hate that. Pure has extremely low evaporative function, which is fantastic. Thirdly, chemical resilience. I use exotic fuels on all my cars. This car next to me here has E85. The car behind Ariana has methanol as a fuel. Right here, the Mercedes I'm building is going to be a flex fuel application. The Odyssey minivan that's next to me here is on flex fuel as well. This has on E10. I hate when I use conventional synthetic oils and it doesn't have the ability to withstand those oils and still give me the protection I want. I drained them, it looks like chocolate milk. They have affinity for it very easily. It doesn't do a good job. In, in, I take my block apart and my... I shared on my earlier sessions where I had bearings that I put up on a conventional oil versus the one on Purell. On conventional oils, when I use it with E85 and I put my bearings after some sessions or some some seasons or a season, it has a spider webbing on it because I'm just not getting protected. It's breaking down that hydro, hydrodynamic wedge that exists between the crankshaft and the bearing. Then, with Pirol, it looks, it looks new, it's awesome. Those guys are so good. I'm smiling because I'm so happy about their stuff. And as a chemical engineer, I'm baffled how they do it, but they told me that the oils that exist in automotive today for us is such old technology. I won't be surprised if the, what they sell to us as Pirol is really what they sell to the U.S. government for the drones and other aircraft. You know? And Daryl just mentioned something very good, zinc content. Yes, zinc is very high. Most conventional oils exist anywhere from 660 to maybe 1300 parts per million of zinc. Most of them hover in the 8900 900 range. Pure is 1730, 1730 ppm of zinc, which is very protective for the valve train. And above and beyond that, thank you Daryl for reminding me on that, it doesn't disassociate from the base compound very easily. And that base compound being group four, group five oils combined. Most cheaper synthetics are group threes, which are hydrocracked mineral oils. And then group fours and group fives are oils that like prickly, you know, some of the popular ones only do one or the other. Pure combines the two, which is pretty nice, you know? Um, you know, is as I asking, mean, do I have any outdated tech that I want to see come back? For example, public headlights, old-school tech. Old-school, pull-out radios. <laughs> 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 I think those are cool, those aren't coming back. But I do like public headlights, it has a nice little kickback to it. I like, I like public headlights, they're pretty cool, you know? Um, would I ever do a grip build on a 240SX? Only if I have a relationship with Nissan or Infiniti. Apart from that, I will most likely build something that has to do with some of the partners we have, and we're already starting discussions with Daimler, which is pretty nice, you know? Um, for the F20C engine, uh, Thriller, Gorilla, Pika, I would use factory, so the blue factory ones from Honda is what I use. They're very, very good. And if you're wanting something aftermarket, I uh, would use K&N, or maybe our friends from Fram, but I would really use K&N, a factory would be ideal, factory is my choice as well. Thank you so much RGS, I appreciate the kind words. Yes, I'm building a revenge car right now as we speak. A revenge car to grab and save the image of the Odyssey which has no traction whatsoever. We're gonna fix that. Power is never the problem with us. Hooking up is, we're gonna fix that. I always have the same problem even with my inside. I always have, that's why I run 28 inch slicks and then lucked me at die, I couldn't go bigger. I run 30s if I could. Power is not a challenge traction always is okay sorry what else do we have
1: a uh, question from dino Yorso.
0: dino Yorso has a question
1: hey, did you guys do any testing on your aero package what was it worth in lap times
0: yes i did so, and the testing we did was at, via cfd so i didn't do it on the track itself so i couldn't quantify the gains there but you can literally feel the car especially fontana <laughs> at the big robo which is a big fast track you literally feel the car come down Check this out. I would never share this with anyone else, except for you guys, my friends. The splitter that I got from APR that I put on this, um, the downforce was so crazy on that Volvo at Fontana that I when I get certain speed, I feel the car come down and I just hear bam. And I thought I threw a rod, which is weird. I don't throw a rod. Like, oh, I said like I threw a rod! My splitter came off, it was just so much downforce that the washer that I had to hold the splitter to the bumper, yank through the bumper and put a hole in it. It was crazy. Hey Sam, I told Sam about that too, and he gave me some advice on how to make it much better. So now it's really reinforced. I have reinforcement all over the splitter, but man, it works. So I use CFD to do that, and I hope that helps, okay? Um, I would be interested in building a Mark III Supra if I have a friendship with Toyota. I'd be more than happy to. I'd love to. Thumb up, Sam, thanks so much for your excellent advice. You are the man. Okay, what else do we have, Ari?
1: We have a little lengthy one from... A lengthy what? one. Raz21855.
0: 21855.
1: Raz21855. 21855.
0: Let's see what question he asks.
1: I'm a freshman in college, highly interested in cars and engineering, similar to you. Okay. I've seen your videos and listened to your podcast in the smoking tire, and I'm greatly inspired by your work. I've always had a knack for science and math and also finished second in my graduating class. Oh, well done. I am currently enrolled as an applied math major, but okay. I really want to work with cars and engineering. Okay. However, I am unsure what I should major in, where I should go, and how I get into the car scene. Any tips or pointers?
0: I have excellent tips and pointers for you, sir. First, having that mathematics background is nothing but a huge advantage for you, especially if you pursue anything in engineering. Now, I would be selfish and take to study chemical engineering like I have, but my path is very different from everyone else's. For what you have in mind, especially with the advice that I'm about to give you, you need to do a slight shift over to mechanical engineering and keep your minor in mathematics. Take as many electives as you can in everything mechanical. Pay attention to fluids, thermal, heat transfer. Take all those great classes. But here's the one thing that you must do that's not negotiable. You need to intern in a speech line. A reputable speech shop. I don't care if you start off even as an engineering student sweeping the floors. Get into a reputable speech shop. Learn as much as you can. Get as much experience and make yourself viable. Offer the help. Learn. From all the people that have worked with this. Interns that went from here to General Atomics or to Northrop or to Hyundai. Hyundai loves taking our interns. They just love it. Or any OEMs. They prefer engineering students that graduate with experience in things mechanical and things hands-on it makes you a better engineer a better scientist formula sae programs are very important but nothing is better than hands-on experience at a shop like this a company like this or a company that is entrenched in motorsports do it whether you're in california or in idaho there are companies out there that can help you with that that is my advice stay focused and do it my pleasure red man i appreciate i appreciate that indeed you know um so see Paris is asking when you build the Porsche motors, do I build the same compression on all of them or different? I do different ones. So this one, for example, is very simple. This engine came with, uh, I think, almost 11 to 1 compression and I'm going to 9 and a half. So that's what I have here from Trump. So it is different compression. So we had this prop right when we answered that question live, which is pretty cool. you know. Hello Peanut. Good seeing you. Peanut, I'm coming to visit you. After this, I have... Lunch to grab, six emails to do, and then I have to come and see you guys. So I'm going to come visit you soon. So by com- come by and say hi. I'll be there with my truck and trailer to pick up some, some goods for you guys. I like your components indeed. Hello, Subitakar. Good seeing you. My pleasure, Roz. My pleasure indeed. Hello, Sub. CP, thumb ups to you as well. What tuner did I realize growing up? Two. David Vizard. Maybe three. David Vizard, Smokey Eunuch, and Oscar Jackson who, by the way, I idolized Oscar Jackson so much, and I, I don't know if i heard this story before, but I'm gonna tell you guys a story, and you can call Oscar and let him know, because I don't think he knows this yet. Or maybe he does now, because I've said the story twice before, but much smaller forms. I grew up here in the U.S. after I came back from Nigeria, came in from Nigeria, I idolized Oscar Jackson, bought this performance handbook, Honda performance handbook, read all about it. Oh my God, this guy is great. He raced harness, he built, he'll be an engine in the field, in the pits, go back and race the next day. well race guy, very creative, great guy. So I grew up loving him. And he gave me so much passion when it comes to D-Series because that's what he focused on after the EW1 in the 80s and 90s. So awesome. So one SEMA, over a decade and a half ago, I saw my idol in a pit, no, in a booth, talking to people. And I was in line waiting to meet Oscar Jackson. And this had to be maybe 2001, 2001, I think, or 2000. And I go up to him, I finally get in line. Oscar, sir, you are so great. You have inspired me so much. I actually built a D-Series, a 1.5 liter, to make 230 to the wheels, 238 to be exact, because of your influence, thank you so much. And he looked at me and said, you're lying. I'm like no, sir. I, I don't carry the diamond charts with me, but I read. He's like no, that's not true. He turns around, and I was crushed. <laughs> I was so crushed because he doesn't know that he was the one that gave me the inspiration to stay with that platform because he did so much with it. And I know Mugen got to 210 with his influence, and King Motorsports got to like the, I think uh, 205 with another D, and it was just. And I'm like. I got it to 235, to the, 237 to the wheels, ran 10.7, my best time, in a CRX, on carburetors. I was just so proud, and he crushed me. So after that, I just didn't quite like him that much anymore. That's why it's good to always be nice to Did people. Did you email
1: him the charge still? No, charge. I didn't. I just
0: left alone. Let's fast forward to one day at Norm Reeves Honda. I'm doing a speech at <laughs> Norm Reece Honda. He comes in, and he says, I remember you. I remember you. From somewhere, I can't quite. I'm like, sir, yeah, we've met. He said, like, "You're BC Moto at this time. My car is now more popular. I'm already bit the insight. I'm breaking more records in drag racing and all that good stuff, you know." Um, and that being said, yeah, it is kind of weird. It's a lot. It is kind of awkward to do that. And now he knows me. Like, oh, BC, so and so forth. So, long story short, we're in good terms. We get along. Um, I met him a couple times at Skunk. He has his own facility. I bought stuff from him. Now we we really get along very well and his son is an excellent driver, great guy, Junior is a great guy, and, but I've never told him that story. And maybe you guys will, and maybe I should, but he crushed me for many years, and I wasn't very fond of him because of that. You know, it was pretty nice, you know? Thank you so much, Alcon, that means so much. Share the news. I love you guys, I love enthusiasts, I'm here to help. I don't care about charging for this, I'm here to give my information for free so you can enjoy and learn, and have the opportunities that I didn't have. I had one guy who took me under his wing when I was growing up. Thank you, Shell, you're so kind. One guy who took me under his wings and that was John Conciardi, founder of AEM. And if not for him being so nice to me, I would not be where I am today. He is the key to my success when it comes to everything automotive and he was a great mentor and still is. And I just always look for opportunities to do what he did, multifold, to do as much as I can. So I'm here to help. Thank you so much, Red Man. Tell him, man, tell him what he do. I will do that right now, I, I certainly will. So thank you so much. Ari's gonna look like BC.
1: <laughs>
0: we have more questions. let two Answer. more. Two more, okay, two more, Come on, two more, two more. Okay, let's go. What do you have, Ari? I'm ready.
1: Okay. Oh, I'm ready, okay. Uh, let's do
0: this. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's
1: go. Yes. In your years of building engines, yes. what CFF, CFM number mm-hmm. have you seen on your respective builds?
0: Oh, is that AJ? Yes, it is. AJ, you asked me to spill my beans. Oh my goodness, okay. Let's do 27 inches of depression. Um, on the, what engines are good? Maybe the Genesis engine, it's a Lambda. I've seen the 380s, um, and if you keep pushing the lift past 480, you don't see much more. But that's just massaging, not going crazy. On my purpose-built heads, um, I've gone as far, as far as 470 CFM, with a lot of big cross sectional area and large valves. I think that pretty much crossed the gamut. One thing that did surprise me years ago is the F22A, non-VTEC. The stock head flows better than many ported B-Series engines, which is, I'm shocked that most people don't race that engine. It's awesome. It really is good. Yeah, AJ always does have very good questions. 164, question, 164 scale is asking me a question, Ari, and I'll have Ari answer it. 164 scale answer question is, is the SEMA car done? She's laughing at you, 164. By the way, we're building five cars, of which one is an OEM, and none of them are done. No. So she's laughing even more, you know? Yeah, I'm swole, I'm swole, Debo. Debo. <laughs> so I'm um, you need a gold chain, I need a gold chain, or like, one of those- No, uh,
1: wife,
0: Peter. No, 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 I have wife, Peter, and the, um, what do you call it? Uh, the rim around my neck. Oh. What's his name? Uh, I've seen at all the events. What is his nickname? Flavor, flavor? no that's no. a clock there's a guy who goes to all the like import events locally and he's like a bouncer guy and he wears a rim around his neck uh, he not Debo not Debo <laughs> Cuban Jason right <laughs> signed the Cuban chain Sam is like rolling his eyes <laughs> anyway okay last question
1: okay last question from Z Rinnerson
0: Z Rinnerson okay what
1: have you learned about suspension since you started the center seat Porsche
0: a lot this center seat Porsche next to me has taught me a lot. Um, about balance, the influence of carbon fiber wheels and how light wheels totally change the dynamics of a car. I don't need as much compression rebound to control and assembly this lightweight and this rigid. Um, I've noticed that corner balancing is much easier <laughs> with a center seat, <laughs> which is pretty nice. Um, you, guys have, you, know, you guys have been very naughty. just um, said something funny. Um, Ben's actually get a walk clock and pin of gold, which is pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Thank you, Zephyr. Well, welcome back, by the way. Um, Brian Diaz, tuning software. Um, for the popular cars, of a lot of you here, for the Hondas. Um, for standalones, I use AM Infinity, AM um, Series 2. I do quite a bit of uh, um, the Platinum Series of Haltech and a little bit of their newer um, Elite. Uh, for flashing, I do a lot of K-Tuner data. Um, S-300s are still fairly popular here in the Southern California area, so I've been able to do that. Um, C-Paris Asin was the fastest I've been in the center seat portion. With this in testing of Fontana, I got to 159, and I kept breaking my splitter. So I haven't been back since then. I've been trying that out. So I need to do more and get this Well, splitter is proper now, but I need to go back there and race. It's been really warm, and above and beyond being warm, I've not had a chance to Around with cars, I'm, I'm really knee deep in SEMA projects. Call me, Sam! I'm knee deep in SEMA projects, you know, which is pretty interesting, yes. Thank you, CP. It's a great question, by all means. What can kind of stock Z6 ref to safely? Stock. I assume you mean stock valve train with slight modifications to allow it to breathe? 68, 7,000, safely. If you upgrade the valve train and camshafts, and you need to breathe a little bit more. I've taken Z6s to 8,000. Thank you, Sam, I appreciate you indeed. Um, best skill to know about tuning cars, computer programming? Nope, best skill is tuning and being able to problem solve very quickly. What I mean by problem solve, you are essentially problem solving real time when you're tuning. You're listening for knock. you're looking at AFRs, you're changing fueling parameters, you're changing ignition parameters, you're changing cam timing. You're doing all of this at the same time. You have to have critical thinking skills to be able to quickly solve problems. That's a very good skill. I keep bringing my splitter. Best words ever, Brian says. Brian Diaz, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. You know, what is what did your, your half-Civic run? Half-Civic. I don't have a half-Civic. My half-mile Civic. People debate that um, a lot. I don't know. I don't know now. People are debating and say it's not possible, so I'll just I'll talk about it. What I recorded was 2.30, so what they showed on the screen, everyone said it wasn't true, so I said, okay, so it's not true. But in my Genesis, I did 178.00. The Blue 911, as lack of aerodynamic it is, we did one, it's on YouTube, so 156, 158, something like that, it's pretty interesting, you know? Oh, September 2, it's two close peanuts for comfort. I have five cars to build, they're not done. I don't think I'll have a chance to race them after SEMA, I already can't. Can you tune your car with a laptop that you bought from a store, or do you need a special one? No, you can buy one from a store, I get mine from Amazon. I already know, she just said, she sees me order all the time, yeah. Um, Mechanic engineering, yes, that's a great Fabian, that is a great course to use. Most challenging engine I've tuned, most challenging. I would say, I can test this, engines that come in broken. <laughs> so the engine comes in, customer doesn't tell me there are leaks or problems, and I have to figure it out. It takes me a long time. I can get through a tune, do other parts of tuning. like wait a minute, there's a significant vacuum leak on this, let's check this out. And boom, I find a vacuum leak fix it, and have to tune all over again. So cars are not ideal. The most difficult in terms of media setup, I do that every year. Every year I get a difficult setup engine. Now, why is that? Because when you get a minivan with a J35 engine with a 60-2 wheel and a three-prong cam wheel, and you have an engine management solution that's very new, like the AM Infinity at a time, and you're trying to get it to work and there's no base map ever, it does take time to get everything going. And when after that is done, I have this weird or had this weird desire to have the can system work like factory so that the body PDM can see vehicle speed and see that the car is running so a child in the back can't open the door when the car is moving. All that is involved and a bit of a challenge. So new project cars from OEMs that have no aftermarket support because they're so new, it's always a challenge for me to get running, but we get it going. I have many of you who support what I do and love what I do, which is very good. So Sam says CBUSAE, that's a perfect, perfect example of a car that came that was 100%, but we had to figure it out to get it going. So that was a bit of a challenge. You know, that may have, Sam, I think you're onto something. That may be the most challenging one there. That may be the most challenging one, absolutely but on a very common basis every year when there's a car that comes in that's very unique, that doesn't have support, we have to figure out and get it started. I was gonna say that many of you support what we do and love what we do and I appreciate all of you. And I also have some naysayers who talk crap about some of the projects I build, but they have no idea, the naysayers, have no idea how hard it is to start a new car with an ECU for the first time. They have no clue. Thank you, CP, I'd be more than happy to, you know. Um, yes, Manny, it can and does work on the F20C, absolutely. You can use a positive displacement supercharger on an F-20C. You know. So Fabian, you have an idea what to choose? I'm telling you, Fabian, you need to be an engineer. We need more of you. We need more engineers. You need to do it. You need to do it. It's a lot of sense. Who are the naysayers? It's a lot. They're everywhere. And they're mostly people who um, I really feel bad about because if you start looking at their profile, what they're about, they really don't have much going on for themselves. So many of those time, Ari's laughing her butt off over here. If you look at the profile of the people who are very venomous against a project car I build, a lot of them don't have cars or haven't built any. I guess it's easier to criticize others that are doing things than those, than doing things yourself, which is pretty sad. But on the same token, it's people who maybe are upset about making some accomplishments or being able to achieve quite a few things or maybe demand themselves. Really, I feel bad for people who really take time to naysay. I don't understand what they're going through. I even respond very kindly, like, whatever you're going through, I hope comes to pass. You know, so that being said, I feel that. Basement dwellers, Estela said. Yeah, basement dwellers. <laughs> Jay Durbin's asking what I think of EC masters. I've never used it. I haven't done that. Keyboard no. racers. Sam is bringing in the heat yeah. today. Absolutely. <laughs> so that being said, we even have competitors that do that, but most of the time their cars aren't, you know what's weird? People who are way more successful or run faster times than me really don't talk. <laughs> it's the people who don't. Anyway. Oh my God. Thank you, M4. You're very kind. I appreciate the kind words, you know? Jose, oh, they're there, you know, which is okay. You know the worst part, Jose, um, when I was really, really big and all I did was really inline four stuff, um, I had a group of people who hated on me so much and talked so much crap about the des- components I designed, and then you know what happened afterwards? They copied it, <laughs> so they talked so much crap and beating up on it and tacking it and making up fake stuff about it, and then they end up copying it and selling in copies. It's so crazy, anyway. Let's talk about some great positive things for a change, you know? Let's talk about that, you know? I appreciate all you guys here and, and how great you guys are. Um, yes, it's going on and on, Ari. I'm chair quarterbacks. Just keep going. But I'm just very happy that I have great people like you. I'm happy I have partners in companies like Trom who make these awesome pistons for the Porsches. But there, I'm very happy about the sleeve blocks I got from Golden Eagle. Those guys are great. And above and beyond that, I'm really excited about next year's project for the W-201, or the 190E Evil 2 DTM throwback project, which is pretty nice. You want to talk about wagons, Jose? Let's talk about wagons. Let's do that.
1: There should be a song.
0: Oh, I wish there should be a song. So I make a song, which is, let's talk about wagons. Um, M4 is asking, what engines do I have in mind for the 190E? I don't want to take too much thunder, but you guys are my family. So let's talk about it, OK? Let's talk about this. Tell us about the Benz, AJ says. Okay. So, that being said, um, I grew up in the era of just crazy touring cars. I remember the touring wagon from Volvo. I remember the touring Accords with the reverse heads. I remember the touring Mercedes benzes and BMW's. I remember Japanese Grand Touring Championships and what people doing with Civics and Ford Civics back there in Japan. I just loved... The look, I love the fact that those race cars look like something that we can go and buy at a dealership. It was so awesome. To see these cars, like, I can relate. That's like my Civic. That's like a car I can go buy. That's like a Volvo wagon that my grandpa owns. It's just fantastic. Okay, you know, Daryl, I'm going to get you. Darryl said horse and cart. <laughs> I'm going to get you, Darryl. I'm going to so get you. No, British touring, okay? So, I love that. And there's a marquee that we've been going back and forth with conversations. Heidi, the team, and I have been talking about them a lot. And we're getting some reaction, in this Mercedes-Benz. So I said, you know what would be great is, you know, with some help from Mercedes and some help from you guys, the supporters, to build a throwback car like that. And for engines, as many of you have talked about, I really like putting a large displacement, multi-cylinder V engine in there. I love to put a V12, V6, V10, something Daimler-based in there. But I like to help, too. I'm here to help, you guys. I'm here to help. You know? Um, I know, I know Rob Fab. he's right. You're so right, I need to do that. It's coming, I promise. Um, the guys with the M104 engines need help. There's some companies out there making kits, but it's not really great. The inline-six iron blocks that are more, um, not mechanical injection-based like that, but the generation afterwards, where they are more sequential injection-based, that power plant is really robust. So I'd love to see how I can push it for liability and push it hard. I may try pushing a factory engine to see where it expires, and then from then addressing the shortcomings and taking it from there, which should be pretty cool. So I'm pretty excited about this throwback project. I'm gonna do as much as I can to remain to the spirit of old school touring of the 190E. But instead of the inline four Cosworth-based engine, I'm gonna go with something larger and something with force induction assist. How's that? Hello, Sam Sabra. Good seeing you. A gumball car, wow, I'd love to. So much to do, so little time. Why IG, I keep getting disconnected. Oh, you can disconnect,
1: Ari. I was getting messed up, up earlier, but it's right okay. now. Let me know,
0: guys, if it's still mis- if still messing up, you know. Yellow headlights, that'd be cool. I want to get rid of these USDM headlights on it now and put something more euro, which is pretty cool. Yellow would be pretty dope. That'd be pretty nice, you know. Let me know, guys, if any of you are disconnecting as well or if the feed is becoming very strange. Because I'm not on Wi-Fi, I'm actually on my regular 4G right now. So we don't have any connection issues that we did. Saver said it's good. Thank you Saver, you're awesome. Thank you so much. Empire, good seeing you. No, it's my end, not you. Okay, thank you Alcon for the kind word. Fog lights, I don't remember. I need to look it up. I don't remember if the original touring car had fog lights. If it did, I will do it. If not, I wouldn't, you know. You know what, Friday the Future, they are doing it. I, they're hiring a lot of my friends and people who are very clever. I think Friday Future has a bright future. Even though they're having some weird challenges with management right now, I think they're doing good. Thank you so much, DJ, and thank you as well, Sam. Um, if for the first time, it's okay for AJ, which is great, you know. Yes, I may do a DTM style rap. I'm getting all this feedback of, make it clean. Maybe I'll do a second one clean, but I really want to throw that old school feel to it. So that old school weird looking rap, I want that, but um, most can use my partners instead of the, you know, Somex and Shell and other partners that are on it before. But it's gonna be really cool, I think so, you know. Oh, now it's good, okay, thank you so much, thank you so much. So can I carry a plug and play kit for the M1? I would like to, so it would be nice to have induction, pickup, crank, pickup cam, um, engine measurement solution, and also a very reliable base map for anyone to use to get their cars going. There are so many M194 engines out there, it's a shame to abandon that market. There's so much. And that thing is not only cost effective, but the engine is extremely robust, which is fantastic. So I'm pretty excited about that, you know. Updates on the wagons. I've been good, you are so late. We talked about wagons earlier on. And the wagons are right here. I have some components coming in from out of state. Are you, have you ordered those components? I ordered them, I paid them already. I don't know about picking it up to ship. Okay. I don't know how to talk about that. She, she has some shipments to pick up for me. So she's made, because she shipments for me a, a pallet of just stuff for the wagon. We are filming tomorrow the whole interior dash and everything coming out. Then it's going to go and try and get Kay. Sam, are you there? And then above and beyond that, I'm going to take the interior to my friends at SOS in Oceanside and have them redo it, which is pretty nice. Head flow for Kento for which engine? Let me know, AJ, and then we can talk about that. I hope you're not talking about the Friday future, <laughs> because that's an inside joke. Um, The most fuel-efficient car i built, oh, the the Ionic, by far. (laughs) So last year, you can look it up, the Beastie Motor Ionic, or the Hyper Iconic Ionic. that's what I called it, bit of a mouthful, tongue twister there. We took this chassis from 48 miles a gallon and got to 83. That's the most fuel-efficient car I've ever done, by all means, you know? (laughs) Fox I say, yeah, get on it, Ari. (laughs) Oh my God. Check my messages, I will do that. I will do that, Fox, by all means, you know? Thank you so much, it's so good to do that. Sam, you and I both, we need to clone ourselves. Let's get on that ASAP, after SEMA, you know? I've been telling you
1: this.
0: Um, <laughs> is the Mercedes-Benz set in stone or would you hold a competitor of sorts or be open to ideas? Yeah, I, I wouldn't open a competition for it. I'm open to it. Uh, really, guys, I build these cars because I like to drive them, but you have to look at them. So if you think that I should do something different or leave it clean, should I leave it a beast motor blue? Should do the same kind of pewterish silver? I don't know what color that is. Um, it passes smog. We just got a smog stuff today. It passes smog and everything, so it's pretty good. Um, AJ, I want it to be a semi-motor-purpose vehicle, so ideally I do want to road race it. I want it want it to look good while road racing, so I've noticed that four figures racing, road racing, is not a lot of fun. It's actually very scary and dangerous. <laughs> so hey, you know what's a good idea, AJ? How about, a high horsepower opportunity, but at the press of a button, you can get four figures. I think that's a good idea. Ari agrees with me. Ari's so down. Two tone, blue. Tell you what, guys, I'll put up a, um, a post as we're getting close, and then let's see what we can do. But I am not touching that car. Ari's nodding I'm not touching that car until next year. I am not touching it until next year. I'm not touching it until next year. <laughs> I bet I do have a driver, Sam, and you're a good driver. Ari's like raising her hands. So, Sam, you and Ari have to arm wrestle. Okay, wait a minute. Yeah, you and Ari have to arm wrestle. I'm, I'm, I'm so lifting. <laughs> just by <admitted>, lifting, <laughs> you know. Um, favorite build. His favorite build is the pink 911 with a GT2 engine and a sequential gearbox. AJ wants to drive it. So, you know, I guess I'm going to keep two seats in it because I'm just going to keep one seat in it. Not in the middle because there's a drivetrain train there and a shaft. But two seats it is. Okay, so Ari, Sam, and AJ has to arm wrestle to see who drives it. Okay. Supercar car says, What's well, going on, Ari? What's up with the quote, dude? <laughs> I don't know quote you stuff Rubbish, what's rubbish, sir? Oh, so sick, good seeing you. What's rubbish, Daz? I'm gonna get you. Um you it depends on your application, men's. Let me know what application you have, you know. Have a great day as well, CD. You know? Um You can use stock springs and retainers if you're putting CTR cans in a B sixteen. Hey. But I tell you one thing, if you're going to have extended RPM duty, road racing, you need to upgrade at a minimum valve springs. And we have valve springs, valve springs are very cost effective, you know. Daryl says he'll drive it. You know, everyone's, what is that? Okay, you know, this is getting ridiculous. I have Porsches, Civics, Wagovans, vans, Boxers, CRVs, Insights. Why does everyone want to drive a Mercedes, really? what? It's an old raggedy, Mercedes. oh it won't be raggedy when we're done, yeah. but you know. It's like, it's great. It's really good, you know. Um, also, if BC, you don't want to touch the one 19E, how would you drive a Cayman and Viper? Oh, that's true. Good point. I like the Viper here. I like the Boxman. You're right. You not touching it. I have no idea what you mean by that. Are you telling me not to touch the Mercedes? You want to drive it like that? It's really slow. Maybe you like it that way, Daryl, when it's slow, so you won't get scared. But yeah, road racing, Sam, you are so right. Road racing is so awesome. So awesome, you know. I did hear about that, Arnie. A matter of fact, Porsche Agay has been talking about that for a long time, and they would do very well if they explore that extremely well. I think they'll do it. You know, sounds good. Yeah, the engines sound really good. Oh shoot, <laughs> Fox said he's gonna do, do something with a wagon. Yep, I agree. Road racing is pretty dope. You want the wagon? Is done. There's Matt Farah wants it first, so you can arm wrestle Matt Farah. <laughs> for <laughs> the wagon, he wants to try that thing so quickly. Which is pretty, pretty nice, you know. Um, oh my God, so, so that would be such an honor. So much to do, so little time. I should build an 88 500 SE with a to- to- turbo coyote. I assume you mean turbo Ford coyote. I like keeping marquees with marquees. So I like a concept, but I may stay with a Daimler based engine, you know. Um, am I gonna be involved with that? No, I don't have any invitations yet to be involved in that first hand. I'd be more than welcome to i 'd be more than happy to, but i 'm not involved with that build if it does come to fruition i don 't so guys, guess what it 's been a slice of heaven we 're at the hour time already i 'm getting red marks everywhere about get off so guys, thank you so much for joining me today. Swap I have considered building a BMW and I definitely do one as we develop a relationship with a manufacturer. but guys, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> oh my god, he's so funny. I think good. He said that the weight of Matt's watches will make him not as fast. You know? Um, yes, I'm not touching it. I um, think it's rubbish. I won't fit it with it. Okay, you know, Darius, he's saying with the 190 that I said I won't touch it, but I will. So here's what I've done so far got it smogged. Ari just booked me. Oh, have you got bought- She's, yeah, she's I booked me, me on a point. Yeah, she has. Go DMV and register and put in my name. I will put in a dyno and see how low a horsepower, because the thing feels like a dog. I'm going to put on a dyno and get a baseline, and that's it, I promise. Have a good day as well, AJ. Ari, I have some Taylor swag for you, which is great. Thank you as well, Fox. You've been a great advocate. I appreciate your friendship as well. Have a great day as well, gentlemen. I appreciate that. Trim, good seeing you. Take care. I heard something click off. <laughs> I don't know if the <laughs> yeah, clicked off no, or something. Okay. Um, but guys, oh, it's a recording telling me to get off. So guys, enjoy your afternoon. I appreciate you. Take care, see you next week, and stay tuned.